This week on Show Me Your News, Comic-Con happened, and it was a big deal. We've got fighting games like crazy. Also, Microsoft has set their Kinect price point, Zelda actually has a timeline, and also, Sonic gets new voice actors, and so much more. Plus, we've got an It's Your Turn from Toon Lucas talking about Animal Crossing. Hey, Gaming World, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me News! gentlemen gamers alike welcome to show me your news this is episode 66 of the podcast and i go by yoko um today on the show we have it's a very important show let's just say that um last week we had the season six premiere or two weeks ago i should say and uh, back again but with a more permanent fixture may i please introduce the new permanent co-host of Show Me Your News, it is the one, the only, the Buzzsaw. Thank you so very much. I'm glad to be here. It was kind of ironic that Yoko asked me to be on the show right in the middle of my finals. So I was kind of like, uh, what? And I was like trying to deal with everything at once. And now the insanity is over and the show must go on. The show so. must go on. Woo woo. Well, yes, I, I'm, I'm very glad to be a host. I'm I'm really happy that you you know accepted my request. It did take you a couple of days because of course finals are are very important. But uh, you know we do miss Samurai Panda greatly on the podcast, and there are even some who prefer him to yours truly. And I, I totally understand that. But uh, he's still very busy at medical school. He's starting his uh, semester in a couple weeks. And of course, he's going to be on the podcast again. You'll get, definitely try to get him as a guest. But people have been recommending for a while that we need to have a, a permanent um, fixture to the podcast. And you know, who else but the Buzzsaw? He's he's made the forms, he's made the website, he, he's bought the server space. He's given so much to my silly little project here at Show Me Your News, and he was definitely the first one I had to go to. So I'm very glad you could accept and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make some good changes to the show. We'll talk about that later. Having Pandon as a guest would just uh, bring all kinds of wacky emotions. Like, hmm, I'm the host and you're the guest. That's just so wrong. Or it would just explode from awesomeness. Yes, that might happen too. But we'll just have to see. Also, but I've always looked up to Panda, and I miss him on the show. So that'd be neat to have him on sometime. Mm-hmm. I think we we all miss him in, to some degree. And also on the show we have a first time guest, but he's a long long-time listener to the show. He is a man of many different names. He goes by Luigi the Sith, Luigi the Third, uh, Darkion, Flossinosinihil Polificator, um, Eon, Eon Emblem Arc, Radon. <laughs> I call him Darker Eye, and that's what he shall be known as on the show. Welcome, Darker Eye. 
Here I am, face to face, with a situation I never thought I'd ever see. It's great to be here. You being on, show me your news. <sighs> and by the way, it's the <laughs> Flossa Nasa Nihila Polificator. Just so everyone's clear. Yes, that word. Um. It comes from Flossa Nasa Nihila Polification, meaning to describe something as valueless. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's He's just trying to protect himself from identity theft. There you it's go. It's going to work. <laughs> if you have many sure. different identities, it it'll it definitely work. So, Darkrai, <laughs> you've been a longtime fan of the show. You've been Very a long. fan on, of WTF Pokemon, something that Sword Hunter and I did. Um, you you were the one who first had the idea for the forums. What's your main connection to Show Me Your News for those that do not know? Well, I, as you said, was the creator of the original forums, the the ProBoards forums at, um, I don't even remember what the URL was. I remember the FreeWebs one, though. I also made yeah, the I first fan site. Yeah, one. Yeah, FreeWebs.com slash, what was it, Show Me Your News, Yoko? Something like that, yeah. Because, because Show Me Your News was already taken. How could Apparently, Show Me News be taken? That's silly. Hmm? How could Show Me no, News be some, taken? Because someone meant to make a fan site for Show Me Your News because it mentioned Yoko on there, but oh, someone cool. beat me to it. I did not know but that. They didn't actually. Yeah, but um, I made the original fan site, which sort of had a red sort of electric fire sort of theme going onto it, and um, I made the first Pro Boards forums, which they started out very default, basic, bland, mm -hmm. um, and then one day the Buzzsaw messaged me. I am, and you know I can I can host a host a forums, host a fan site on my own server. It'll be really beautiful and stuff. And at the time, the forums real were really ugly because they had this black and yellow skin made by Negi. <laughs> and the only redeeming thing about it was the um, the banner at the top made by OZG numbers. Like he had a lot of numbers then. Threes and eights yeah. and something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really a beautiful banner. I think we could bring it back, Buzz. You should uh, think about that. Hey, I'm all for it. Just post it up somewhere and I can get it up. It was sure, a remind brilliant me. idea to make a community. Because I was, was kind of toying with the idea at one point. But yeah, I was like, kind of like, nah, it, it would never catch on. But then I saw that you already did it and it was working. And I was like, hmm, okay, so maybe it will work. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Buzz brought us from the fan site to his very own smashnexus.net slash smyn and he brought the forums to php phbb PHBB? yeah phbb oh. turned out to be a bad, a bad choice but whatever it worked yeah see the for those who don't know um the forums as we called them they um it started in probably june of last year i think okay time summer last year um we started getting a lot of spam bots. It started yeah, out really small. Yeah, it started out really small, like one or two a day. And it picked up to the point where, to this day, we're averaging about 100 posts per day on the Blue Forums. Show me your news is really popular. Yes! <laughs> yeah, we with, have like 30,000 members. <laughs> with bots. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now you are an administrator at the, uh, the new Show Me Your News forums, along with Buzz. Showmeyournews.com slash forum. Go to it and register yeah. as if we haven't plugged also, it enough. Yeah, all you lurkers. Stop. Also, Show yourself. 
I forgot to mention when I first made the, um, the fan site and forums, I got a lot of help from Cyberlink420. Uh-huh. And you talked about him earlier. He, was, he helped me out there. He, um, he was a co-admin with me. Where, um, and actually Buzz demoted him when we went to the blue forums. He's just a moderator now. A super moderator. <laughs> he, yeah, but he was I an administrator. Him? Really? You demoted him. <laughs> he was an administrator on the black forums. Did I do that explicitly, was, or was that an accident? I just thought he was a, a mod, so I don't know. <laughs> guys, 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 uh, why did it have to be the black forums? Come on. Let's, let's be real here. <laughs> the black forums were awful. Uh, like, probably because Negi designed the skin. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, so we have you guys on the show, the forum administration team, if you will. You originally, Darkrai, wanted to have uh, a couple members on the show, and that would be Psycho Wing. X9 and also Master of Fossils, but they were either on vacation or they couldn't record. So yeah, Psychoing, Psychoing I wanted on because it was between Psychoing and Master of Fossils because I really like those two guys. And Psychoing was my first choice because he runs the Super Trivia Challenge in forum games. Mm-hmm. Just shout out to that. And I kind of owe him one because I only just deleted the poll today that he's been asking me to delete since like. The beginning of the red forums, maybe, and um, my second choice, Master of Fossils. He was sort of a arrival of mine in the president thread before um, I got um, eliminated. Hmm. Is the head of the Show Me Your News RPD project, they which did. is he, is exactly what it sounds. He's make he's in um, what is it called RPG Maker, and he is making an RPG based on Show Me Your News. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely doing some important things over there at the forums that you can help out with. Um, so yeah. for season six editions that I had mentioned earlier, um, we're going to try to do like a lot of improvements to the show that it already is. Um, you know, Panda never really was much of a fan interaction person, but now I've given uh, the reins, the co-reins, if you will, to the uh, social media outlets for the buzzsaw, so you can post on Twitter and post on Facebook, and he's going to be posting hopefully on the uh, the forums as well. So you're going to be hearing more from him as the new permanent co-host of Show Me Your News. Um, we're also going to try to set up an umbrella-like kind of channel where we can uh, get a whole bunch of different Show Me Your News projects under the same kind of roof for a better web cohesive experience. This will also involve mixing in affiliates, and if we want the podcast to grow, we got to you know, even up to the the way that it was back in the pre-brawl days, we got to have affiliates. We got to have help from other websites. Um, and also, if you're seeing right now on stickham.com/smyn, we have a better stickham experience, a live experience for you all. Right now, I've got my webcam on. I'm waving to you all uh, with picture in picture. So we also do some gaming uh, sometime with my brother Sword Hunter and I. We do some gaming with the. Uh, the gameplay footage in the background, and we've got a webcam up. It's definitely a better experience when you're watching gaming to, to actually see the gamers play. So these are only some of the things we can do. You can uh, go to the forums and also suggest other ways that you want the show to improve uh, over the season. So yeah, some of the uh, the affiliates you want to get together with, and you know, these are only some the of them. Teenage Girl website. The Teenage Girl website, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll get a uh, you know Tony's comics from the middle ground. Um, maybe Super's you know at your full disclosure. Um, Cyberlink 420 Sonic F and the biggest one, which I want to get an update from the Buzzsaw right now, is his project of Zero 2D. Yep, let's hear it. We're, we're 
really, really fast still. I'm really, really happy. <laughs> um, at this point, it is, believe it or not, playable. It is not what? enjoyable, but it is playable. Is it going to be at e We have, yeah, exactly, definitely. Um, we have uh, Pimple the Battletoad. He's uh, running left and right and going crazy, and he responds to controls. Um, we, we haven't done physics yet, so you know he can't do anything to anyone else, but he can move. And so, more updates to come. Hooray! And um, I know he actually announced it on uh, on Smashboards in your Zero Two D site, but I'm not sure if he made it really public anywhere else. Um, has a lot of relevance to the show, actually. Did you want to announce, you know, who is actually working with you on the yeah. the game itself? That's right. I is forgot about our our recent change where we finally announced that we have M3D as our project producer. M3D, he's got, you know, for those who don't know, he's got years and years of professional Smash experience and he's a um, MLG tournament director, former tournament director. He was um, always the one center with the megaphone directing everything and now he runs (laughs) um, a business doing game design and game consulting and he's chosen to take the reins of Zero Two D, and so he'll help us with design. So that's a a big improvement there too. So exciting things to come. Remember correctly, he's been around since uh, days of melee. So he's been like the very beginning of melee. So he's oh yeah, he's yeah, very he big on Smash. Like, he's kind of like the cause of it growing and like uh, blooming into what it is. He was a big big supporter. So yeah, he's a very prominent member of the community, and give him a big shout-out. He's also been a guest on Show Me Your News a couple times, so we'll definitely have to get him on a, a show once and have you know the three of us discuss the uh, when Zero 2D actually you know, gets playable and all that. It We're going to yeah, definitely exactly. be... Yeah, having, we have a big update, and we'll do that. I'm going to give you some time uh, each episode, Buzz, to you know give us some or updates on... Jason uh, yeah, at Jason Thinks on Twitter. You're right for M3D. I'm going to give you some time each episode uh, to give us Zero 2D updates and... That's the whole part of the affiliation. We gotta give our our friends some shout outs there. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, the uh, what we're gonna talk about today, because I know you've been waiting so desperately to know what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna talk about Connect's price point. Microsoft Connect finally announced a price point. You'll know what it is and what we think of it. And also uh, related Microsoft news: One versus One Hundred was canceled for a third season. Aw. No. The Zelda timeline, it exists. And where does Skyward Sword fit into that? The Sonic the Hedgehog series is getting some voiceover changes. Bye-bye, 4Kids. Also, some Let's Play YouTubers have been getting some crackdowns, unfortunately and unjustly. We'll get our opinion on that. And also, a really random sort of thing. Uh, We'll talk about the new Avatar The Legend of Korra season. If you're an Avatar fan, you know that it's big news if you're a fan of that uh, cartoon show. Um, out recently, nothing has been out recently, but we'll talk about Blaze Blue Continuum Shift and Buzz's favorite StarCraft II, which are coming out Woo! in a couple days. Uh, and then the big one for this week is Comic-Con, because Comic-Con is a huge deal, and so we'll be talking about Mega Man Universe, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and also vice versa there, and Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Big Capcom really brought it at, um, at Comic-Con, so we'll be talking about that. We'll answer some mail times and all that fun stuff. But let's get into quickly. Let's do a little bit of what are you playing? These, this is this part of the show where we talk about what games we've been playing recently, and we'll give a little mini Actually, review of the on game. The outline: It's what are you playing? Playing. Playing. P L A Y N. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> Michael Blaine. What are you playing? <laughs> so, Darkrai, what have you been playing? What haven't I been playing? Well, like five minutes ago, I was playing Banjo Kazooie. 
Yeah, uh-huh. I've um, I've been playing a lot of things. Like um, like I said, I've been playing Banjo Kazooie lately. I've been um, trying to. I started the game over last week, and I've been doing trying to get a hundred percent playthrough. Although I missed four notes on Rusty Bucket Bay, and I really don't want to go back there, even though it has the best music in any game ever. Um, I have been playing a fan translation of Tales of Innocence for the Nintendo DS. Um, the Tales series is very, very close to my heart. And the ta- official Tales series forums was actually my entrance to the internet hmm. from when I played Tales of Symphonia way back when. Um, what else is big? Um, I've been playing some Wii Play, although you're going to talk about that later probably. Wii Party. W- Wii Party. Oh god, I ha- I haven't been playing Wii Play. Yeah. It's an awful game. Wii Party is much Wii better. It's awesome. Wii Play tanks, don't just the tanks. One one ninth of the game does not make it good. Okay? Uh-huh. You have, one ninth trumps you have the other play, eight ninths. You have to play through every other mode just to unlock tanks, okay? If I have to play an hour for a game to not suck, then it's not a good game. <laughs> I don't I like the idea of billiards in a game. Yeah, too bad it sucked. Aww. You suck, Dark Eye. You suck. <laughs> you suck, Buzz. You don't like Zelda nowadays. Yeah, I'm going to hey. go back to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's all I can think of off the top of my head. So I guess that's all we'll go with. I've been playing a lot more than that, but that's the big ones. What about you, Buzz? Are you are you still uh, Borderlandsing and Zero Two Ding it up? <laughs> Pretty much, more or less. Since the last time I was on the show, um, actually, I've really played nothing. Because school just kind of consumed my life, and I had to finish it out. And so, um, I would say the the thing I've been playing the most is actually brawl. Um, really, whenever I, you know, things, things really get stressful with homework and stuff. My friends come over, <laughs> and we all like smash. And so, I actually have been playing brawl more than anything else the last two weeks, roughly. Wow. And it's fun because you know get all my friends over, and none of them are competitive, so I like to waste them all. But you know, <laughs> um, other than that, it's been uh, homework and tests. And brawl, and but not it. anymore, right? Yeah, it just finished Friday, and so I'm free. I'm free like a bird. Freedom. I'm I'm suddenly, sure very aware. I'm probably the youngest guest you ever had. So. Um. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, sorry for the short report. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's cool. just a little bit of homework and brawl. I'll try to give a short Ooh, report as well because we got a lot to talk about. Um. As Darkrai mentioned, I've been playing Wii Party. Uh, the game came out on July 8th in Japan, and uh, there's been partial English translations uh, going around there. So, like I mentioned at E3 when I got to play the game, I only d- I did the balance boat mini game at E3, and you know I said about Wii Party that it's more fun than people are going to give it credit for because I think when they saw it at E3, and they're just like they're watching the Nintendo conference. Yeah, there was there was a what was it Just Dance two, and then there was We Party, and I think its placement near Dance Central was a little bit of a disappointment. And people were like, oh, you know the the titles in pink, and it's party, and it's only family games. It's it's actually a game that you will have fun with your friends, uh, especially do Board Game Island. Uh, you know, like there's like a spin game, and a couple games that are going to be great ideas. Oh, Darkrai was dropped. Hold on, we will add him back into the chat. These are the fun technical complications that we have when uh, he is on an iPod Touch. And it says the call failed. Awesome. Um, 
let's try this again. Anyway, um, when you do board game island, oh, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, there are some, there are some games that really. I am so sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Don't worry I about it. Bringing uh, the whole quality of the shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so there are some games that have really great ideas in uh in English, but the current Japanese version just doesn't transfer over well. Like, you have to you know kind of match up ideas with your friends like it gives you options of how you'll answer a question and you have to answer it with your buddy and you it'll tell like how great of friends you are and you know it, it's okay in in japanese but like you're only picking like up down left right or whatever but it's going to be a much better idea when it works out uh in english don't give uh, up on we party is is the main key it, it might it yeah. might not be worth like yeah, a 50 dollar like purchase Mario party yeah. um when Mario this party, Mario came party. Out, like, like my, so my friends had it for us, and we went and played it, and we liked it, so we went and bought it. And so, I, you know, I want to try We Party out at least, mm -hmm. except for our uh, Hollywood video here just went out of business. Oh no! So it's gonna be tricky trying to rent this kind of stuff. Uh. Block. We lost Blockbuster like a year and a half ago, and then Hollywood right after. So we kind of have. How do you lose right Blockbuster? <laughs> Blockbuster's getting Blockbuster. sold out to Netflix, pretty much. They're it's, losing all their yeah, business Blockbuster's there. Blockbuster's like going it, bankrupt. Oh. How can they not go out of business? I, I, I forgot about Netflix. Like they were the big thing. I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not sure if We Party is you know worth fifty dollars. But like once it drops a little bit in price, like you got to pick it up. It's it's a fun party game. Believe it or not. Um, it's not I, worth $50, but I will totally buy it for $50 because I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm also starting finally... Uh, groups. I mean, you have people over and they're not going to be hardcore smashers and they're not going to be you know hardcore anything. That They're fun for those kind of things. They're great. It's great giving everyone a Wiimote and just going crazy. <laughs> Even like the simplest game that they have on there was is also one of the craziest ones. You know, we, I was over at my friend Scott's house and we put on the webcam when we were streaming it live on stickcam because it was just so crazy. There's even a game where you uh, have to get a real deck of cards. You have to make card Yeah, you have to put them face up. You have to spread them all across the ground and um the game will tell you, you know, what card to get. It's like Egyptian rat screw where you're like slapping, you know, the It is not like Egyptian rat screw because if you were playing Egyptian rat screw, you would not be able to feel your hand for the next hour. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of more violent than Egyptian rat screw if you ask me. Because like you're you're crashing hands. Like the point is, well, in Japanese they're saying you know, you know, get like a uh, eight of diamonds or so, dayano hachi or or something like that. And so you have to like find the eight of diamonds in that big pile, and you know have to have to grab it, and then you know, the person with the most cards wins. But even like something as basic as that is you know one of the many mini game, not mini games, uh game modes that they have, and they have just tons of mini-games. The depth in that game is surprising. Um, I was going to say also that I'm starting finally Gyakuten Kenji, which is uh, also known... I was known, you were going to say 3. Which is but. also known as um, Miles Edgeworth, Ace Attorney Investigations. Perfect Prosecutor. Yeah, Perfect Prosecutor. Um, I'm only on the first case, but I, I, I like it. I'm I mean, not sure if I like it better than Ace Attorney yet, but... Um, have you noticed yet that it's basically porn for people that like Phoenix Wright? When they say that, you know, Edgeworth has a, a steel samurai statue in his office and he's like, What? I don't I don't like it. That's Balderdash or Hogwash, yeah. It's it is just wait until that. the final case because the the final case revolves around the steel samurai. Awesome. <laughs> More or less. And the 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 third case revolves around the blue badger. Yes. 
win. And the fourth case, I don't want to spoil. But don't, don't, gonna, don't, don't you dare. I, I won't spoil, but it, it revolves around something that you're going to be very happy about. Okay. Mia coming back to life. <laughs> I over. wish. My friend let me Phoenix Wright like a year ago, and it's still sitting on my shelf. Aww. You gotta play that. You gotta play I, it. I need to get into Phoenix Wright. I've heard only good things about it, so. <laughs> there is it. nothing bad you can say about Phoenix Wright. You can say bad things about Apollo Justice because it's a bad game, but Phoenix Wright, it's so good. I'm sure it'll almost be as good as We Tanks. <laughs> um, oh, we are not friends anymore. You are not in our buddy club. Oh, no. Curses. <laughs> So let's get into the headlines for this week. Uh, the first major headline was on July 20th when Microsoft finally announced the Connect price point. So, is, is a good way to explain it. Let's, let's say it like this. Um, they will be bundling the Connect device and Connect Adventures, which will be retailing normally for $49.99 for a total price of... One hundred forty-nine ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Awful, Woo. awful idea. No, bad idea. <laughs> bad, bad Microsoft. No, bad. Bad hey, Microsoft. I will give them this. The one edge that this device has over the competition is you don't need to buy controllers. You right. buy the device once, and you've got a group of people able to play. Right. So that is one slight edge. I mean, it's not. It's still not great, but it's just. It, it is a difference between them and say Sony. Mm-hmm. So. Uh. This is true. Yeah, but, but the problem is they're going for the casual market. And the casual market is not going to look at, what, $300 and say, oh, I can do this. This is going to be cool. Because you gotta, you got to have an Xbox already, which at the absolute minimum is $200. And then on top of that, you have the Kinect, which is $150. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's $350 at minimum. Casual is not going to go for that. They're gonna go for the two hundred dollar Wii, and well, that- again, it depends on who you're targeting. It, if someone, if a family already has an Xbox, that's where it'll affect it. It's it's people yeah, get, you're those- wrong because I, I agree. People will not go out and buy the whole bundle as one big lump sum if they're looking for casual games. Right. Yeah, but they're going after the casual market that they don't already have. So I think that's what's gonna kill them in the long run with the Natal or Connect. Yeah, Natal. It, it, it's still Natal. It's still Natal. <laughs> I, I think you know the key with this is that you know they do ha- have the bundle with their the new console that has you know four gigabytes of flash memory instead of a two hundred fifty gigabyte hard drive that would normally be on its own uh, two hundred dollars but they're bundling it with Connect together for two hundred ninety nine ninety nine so let's just say three hundred bucks that's that's reasonable I think that's a good bundle it's doable but but take it from me as someone who was at E three audience please listen. That Connect Adventures was probably one of the worst games that they had for Connect. I would I almost don't remember. I would almost take any cool. other game, maybe not Connectimals, but if they put if they put Dance Central <laughs> for you know as many n- you know nerds like us that don't like to dance, if you put Dance Central in this bundle, it would sell so much more than Connect Adventures. What was Connect Adventures <laughs> about? I don't even remember that. It, it's the game with like the obstacle course, and you also do like the rafting and. Oh, the... that that sounds terrible. Yeah, that this that's their game. That's their game that they're bundling. That's their Wii Sports. You put the put the sports title that you know Rare's working on. It sure'd be a ripoff for the Wii, but it oh, it would do a lot better. 
rare you could do so much better than sports. I mentioned I'm playing Banjo-Kazooie. It's beautiful. And they're doing sports. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I know that, you know, as, like, a hardcore gamer, quote-unquote, I'm, I'm not as hardcore as, you know, a lot of other people. Let's just get that out of the way. Because you haven't even played Banjo-Kazooie. Well, da, 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 I haven't da. played Banjo-Kazooie. Neither of you are have a soul, okay? <laughs> wow, calling us out. Look at these, these guest balls here. Cold. <laughs> um, but now the key is, and I almost lost my train of thought. Oh, yes. For $150, if you already have an Xbox 360 and you're used to these actual games, I'm thinking that, like, if it was maybe just $99 on, his own, on its own, maybe. Because, like... I'm a little interested with, you know, the whole, you know, hands-free, the the menu experience and all that. And, yeah, maybe good games will come later. But at this $150 price point, with this terrible game that they're bundling in with it, if I was getting it for free, I'd be okay. And, like, Adam Susser was reviewing it on, you know, G4's Attack of the Show, if you even watch it. He said that if he wasn't getting it for free because of work, he would not go out and get it. And I would I would agree. I, I'm not going to go out and get this unless it drops terribly in price or they have actual games that come out with it uh, for the Connect in the near future. Mm. That's just my thought. But it's so real. It's so I don't real. care. I don't want real. <laughs> I want fun. Did I ever share the story that, you know, at uh, at E3, the, the advertising for Connect was so hardcore that even in the men's bathrooms... On what? the bathroom mirror, they had they had little uh, decals that said, you know, this is the new controller. And, of course, you're just in the mirror and you're like, wow. That's awkward. <laughs> that's creepy. It, it was... Like, a, connect Toilet 360. Pretty much. So, yeah, they had decals that advertised yeah. Connect in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> you know what we need... Connect 2.0 just needs to be the Star Trek holodeck. Then they're on to something. There you go. But motion in front of a TV, I... uh, Xbox, play my movies. Xbox, bring me coffee. Xbox, make me happy. Have you noticed that in all of the like trailers you see for Connect where everyone's like all moving around and stuff, they're in this giant room with nothing but a couch. I'm like... I'm in my bedroom right now, and there's there's no room mm-hmm. for, for me to do any of that. The court would connect even see me from up there. And then if I like, if I move my arms at all, I'm gonna knock over this clock radio. I'm gonna knock over this lamp. There's, it's not that feasible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. People in the chat are pointing out that Darkrai is getting lag on his iPod Touch. Lag. Yeah. I will I'm admit, Sugar um, uh, Saw approves. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually going to say um, that is kind of one area where I would kind of like Connect is for people like my daughter because um, for kids under the age of five, even the Wii Remote's a little too complex. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a bunch of little, little kids, Connect might be kind of cool because you know they just run around and just goof off with their body. But so Microsoft um, is going after the little little kid audience, chibi uh, humans. <laughs> Who's kitty now, huh? Zinger. So uh, Microsoft news that's related. They had this one versus one hundred game show that they ran for a couple seasons, where it was one hundred actual humans 
that competed in the game show One vs. 100, where it's kind of like the mob, so like you versus the mob sort of thing. You'd be like the main contestant, you'd be answering trivia questions, and then the 100 people would also be answering them. And if you beat all the 100 people, you'd win the big prize. And you get like Microsoft points, you get all that. They're not bringing it back for a third season. It is canceled. Oh, and it is, is very, so, very un- uh. It's very unfortunate because it was such an innovative idea to actually use all these online resources, and it's not coming back. Was- How much of a disappointment is this, Buzz? It's a tragedy. I'd never seen the show until I heard this announcement, admittedly. <laughs> so I was a little oh, new to it when I first heard about it. But it, you know there's something fishy going on when a huge success gets canceled. There's, there's some corporate nonsense going on yeah. where everyone's like, sweet, this is fantastic. And like, nope, no more. Like, no. Darkrai, thoughts? Every time I see it, I'm like, someday I'm going to have an Xbox 360 and I'm going to play this. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen videos of it on YouTube. It looks so much fun. And I love like these big things. Even a casual thing like 1 versus 100. Because I was a fan of the show. And yeah. nowadays the show isn't that good anymore. Because they canceled it for a reason. The show. But um, it was just to have 100 real people versus one real person. To have all those real people together. It's just such a fun experience, and I wanted to do it. And at the end of every round, they had a real person announcing with doing real announcing live, commentating yeah. on what happened. Oh yeah, and it was it was perfect. I it was so good. It was the perfect casual game, and I wanted to play it. And now I'll never get to. They say that the team is you know taking their resources and you know working on more one on versus one hundred sort of related ideas, but. It's just the idea that was so good is now gone up in a flash, and that's just terribly unfortunate. I think the original TV network might have pulled the license. Oh, legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah, that's, that's the only that's thing I can think of. It's the only that, thing I can think of because it was it was very popular. People loved it. It's not like oh, it didn't really pan out how we hoped it would. It's you have like, it's ironic we were talking about. Uh, card collecting before the show because that's exactly <laughs> what happened to my favorite card game is they pulled the license and they couldn't make it anymore even though it was selling just fine it, uh, so it does happen hmm. wah, it's, wah. that's always awful when that happens so much legal crap how did Tatsunoko versus Capcom make it to America again? oh um, <laughs> because that is a good question I think it was just like a success over there and that won. was more of a rhetorical question, but it was Smurfs and rowboats <laughs> with the illegal copies. Like, I I know Cap, Cap like the publisher. I guess it was Capcom. Mm-hmm. They went. Yep. They did. They went through so much to just bring it over. Well, just imagine I'm, the idea of Shonen Jump versus Capcom. Jump Ultimate Stars. Pretty much, yes. So here's a topic that's uh, near and dear to both of your hearts as big Zelda fans. Yes, 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 yes. The idea of the Zelda timeline has been very disputed for a long time, <laughs> whether it's a split theory or anything like that. And so in an interview with official Nintendo Magazine series overseer A.G. Aonuma says, Yes, there is a master timeline, but it's a confidential document. The only people that have access to that document are myself, Mr. Miyamoto, and the director of the title. 
we can't share it with anyone else. So it's the fact that the Zelda timeline exists. I want to know what your thoughts about it and what you know possibilities could be there, and also the idea that you know Skyward Sword is ideally a prequel to Ocarina of Time because, oh my goodness, spoilers! The Skyward Sword becomes the Master Sword. <laughs> so so darker eye thoughts. Um, I knew it. That's all I can say. I mean, I've I've thought. I've put a lot of thought into the, the Zelda timeline. I have worked it out. Every time the new game has come out, I've... Re- I have what I believe is the timeline in my head. And so, like, to see that there really is one is really... I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And, like, in 20 years when I'm directing the next Zelda game, I can look at it and be like, I was totally right. One can dream big. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm really not surprised that they have um, an official timeline. Although I saw in the comments for the for the story on Zelda Universe, I think it was, or Zelda Informer, mm-hmm. whichever, um, I saw people in the comments were saying, oh, it's, it's still just like... Because if you emailed Nintendo about it at any time, they'd say, if you remember back to the opening of Wind Waker, they say that this is just one of the legends that the people speak of. So every Zelda game is the same story being retold in different ways. And people in the comments are still bringing that up. Hmm. I'm not sure I agree with that. but <laughs> They've explicitly said that's not how it is. Like before this announcement. I think that, that would be a, a, just a way on. for Nintendo to try to throw you off the track like... Oh, this this doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Yeah, Nintendo lies to us sometimes. Like how they denied both the DS Lite and the DSi up until the very day they announced it. Mm-hmm. Cover to Super Smash Bros. Brawl being leaked on the internet. Uh, <laughs> God. That's not the cover. That's not, Okay, it's the cover. <laughs> Oh, you, you guys don't like it? Oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how it got leaked. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out. But we're not talking about Brawl right now. We're talking about Zelda, the best video game series ever. Buzz, uh, agree and disagree on the timeline? Line. They can say it all they want. They can sit there and say, yeah, there's a timeline. It's a secret document. No one knows about it. Like, even if what they're saying is true, it's... Okay, so it's a big, dig dark secret in a vault. What good is it if it's not out and known by people? They claim they have this big master plan. Uh, Nintendo because we in know general, we're right. No, in Nintendo in general, they're famous for gameplay, not for storytelling. All their games are fundamentally fun to play first, and then they add story to it. And then, granted, Zelda and Metroid are more story-driven than, say, like Mario. Mario always has, you know... Yeah. Very- Zelda is the one that they put all their story into. Mm, they 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 put it in after the fact. They make a fun game first, and then they fit a game around or fit a story around it. Excuse me. Well, how hard is that though? How hard is it to make a game and then then after that make a story around the game that um you can fit into this timeline? Because like it's They're, not. It can't I'm be just that saying hard. they they've reused the same hero and the same princess and the same everything else in just multiple different contexts. And then try to turn around and claim, oh yeah, there's a timeline. Just because they say there's a timeline doesn't make it so. They either have to a prove it or fix their game so it actually actually can be a timeline. I the my, the best theory I've heard ever is the okay, so it's the retelling of the same story over and over. 
That's the only one that even remotely makes sense because that's what's happening is we're telling the same. You story need to hear my timeline. Well, I've I've looked at the uh, if you looked on Smashboards, they have a pretty extensive timeline discussion there. They have theories about yeah. how it all works together, but to me, yeah. it's just it's just analyzing just stuff that isn't there. It's you're making they're making connections that to me, in my opinion, just don't exist, and that they does just, this in any way remind, remind you of Brawl? They just need to explain why things are the way they are. What did you say? Does this analyzing things that don't exist at all remind you of Brawl? <laughs> it's like, it's like yes the fifth no. time we've yes talked about no. it, but... <laughs> like the whole premise of this podcast. <laughs> I see it's something like the that's fifth not time there. The Ridley in the clouds. I don't know. I, I just hold the opinion that until they come out and actually show us something or prove something, there is no timeline. They can say it all they want, but... It, none of it makes sense, and none of it's very coherent or logical. Well, so. this this all really goes back to 1998 when you know Miyamoto had an interview when Ocarina of Time was just coming out, and he says, "Yes, Ocarina of Time is first, then it's Zelda, then it's Zelda Two, and then it's Link to the Past." And of course, Ocarina of Time is the game that messed everything up because you have two links, and that's why you know a lot of people believe in the split time theory. Um, you know, where you have Young Link who goes back to warn people about Ganon, and then. Also, you know, Young Link and uh, Older Link and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I'm sure we could delve in, you know, to what the timeline would consist of, but that's one of the things you could definitely research, and we need to move on. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, for the past several years, it feels like many years because it's been just that Since overbearing. Shadow, I think it's about five years. Yeah. Um, has had voice actors from Four Kids Entertainment. And um, now they're getting changed for Sonic Colors. And, you know, Sega made this a big deal. Sonic the Hedgehog's new voice actor is named Roger Craig Smith. And he's done uh, roles such as Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2. He's Chris Redfield in uh, Resident Evil 5. Also, uh, Tails is getting the voice of Sakura in the Naruto. No, not Sakura. Not Sakura. Hinata. No. Going into... No, Hinata. No, 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 you're wrong. It's actually... No. <laughs> it's. Did you see that on Go Nintendo? No, this is... Kate Higgins. Sure? Kate Higgins is the voice of Sakura on Naruto. Stephanie Shea. Sure? Stephanie Shea is the voice of Hinata. Are you sure? I am positive. All right. Um, but yes, it's, it's Sakura from Naruto, Kate Higgins, who's going to be Tails, and thankfully, they are keeping Mike Pollock as the voice of Dr. Eggman. Um, there could be speculation on if you're, they're going to replace Knuckles. You know, will they replace Dan Green and who else that would be? But I'm in favor of these changes. I mean, I guess Jason Griffith was one that kind of settled after a while, and you got used to it. I mean, I I still like Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, so I kind of prefer Ryan Drummond a little bit more. But Tails had kind of an annoying voice, and so Kate Higgins is a good fit for that. Um. But aside from that, I'm I'm excited and just to see you know where these will go from there. But it's a big deal, big big deal to the Sonic community. Not as big of a deal, maybe. Oops, sorry, I clicked something wrong there. Um, not as big of a deal as you know maybe Sonic kicking up dust in Sonic Four or Sonic having green eyes in Sonic Four. But it's still a big deal. <laughs> Sonic he, is not a he, big deal. I'm sorry. He actually <laughs> does kick up a lot of dust. Just saying, it is a little distracting. Mm-hmm. 
Now that like we we ripped you ripped on that in the podcast, but if you actually look at it, there is a lot. But um, voice actors like we're supposed to be talking about. Uh huh. Um, Buzz, I guess you don't really care. <laughs> what do I say? He's I mean, yes, I care. I care a lot. <sighs> He's part of Show it's Me Sonic. News now. He must care. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic is dead. And their attempts to revive him are mysterious to me. I guess we have to we have to see, you know, how he's going to translate the new Sonic voice, or like what voice he's going to use, because this guy does have a big range, uh, a big vocal range. And we have um, so we'll have to see what voice he chooses for Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, anyway, the next story involves. Well, it involves Pokemon Let's Playing, but I guess it can apply to any sort of Let's Play. Uh, Let's Play on YouTube is basically when people, you know, play video games, and they uh, they comment and, you know, do some commentary as they go along. We've done some commentaries, like some Let's Plays on uh, Show Me News, uh, our YouTube channel. But this one involves Chugga Conroy, who is a famous Pokemon Let's Player on YouTube. And, um... He was affiliated with Bulbapedia, Bulba Garden, for doing a Pokemon Crystal speedrun, or Let's Play, but just before uh, Pokemon Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver came out. Basically, um, on YouTube, and I know from this personally because of WTF Pokemon, you get uh, you know, your videos removed to copyright claims, and once you get a couple strikes, they ban your channel. And that so Chaga Conray or Conray whatever uh, got his first strike. From a guy removed to a uh, part 14 of his Pokemon Crystal Kanto run, removed to a copyright claim by Richard Molina. Uh, strike two was from Johto Finale Part 4 on Crystal, copyright claim by Lynn and Wayne. Also, Super Mario Sunshine Episode 30, copyright claim by Timothy Bishop. This is part of the problem I have with YouTube and, you know, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. I feel like when these copyright claims are brought up, they should be legitimate sources. Who are these names? Please tell me what these names even mean. They're not companies. They do not own this material. Maybe if they bought Pokemon Crystal or Pokemon Sunshine and they own it, but that doesn't mean they own the intellectual property. It's ridiculous. No, it's YouTube is more afraid of lawyers than they are of fans. I mean, that's kind of how the DMCA is set up right now. Is mm-hmm. they, if they get a claim, it's uh, remove now, ask questions later, and then you can go through the whole contesting process. But it is a big, big problem that's being abused. So you know, when it's so much worse, mm-hmm. it's when legitimate companies call copyright claims on your video that you got from a different company. That yep. happened to me. I had um this the Super Smash Brothers Brawl intro, and like I translated the lyrics and sit and well I didn't translate it. I had the translated lyrics as subtitles and stuff, and I got the video from IGN. The IGN watermark was on it, and website called Game TV copyright on, copyright on me. It's it's abs- I think they got to figure out a way, and I know like they don't want you know legal troubles even though they're a multi-billion dollar company by now they, i know they don't want trouble but they got to figure out a way of legitimizing 
their issue. Like, maybe have the company yeah. not just say, like, oh, that's wrong. Or, like, say how it's wrong. Give proof that you own. Because I can understand when WTFP was taken down, it was by Shogakukan Productions, which is the Japanese owner of the anime. So I can kind of see the connection there. And at least it, if it was... If it was this situation, I'd be royally pissed, where, like, some random name files a copyright claim. According to Tony TH, uh, yo, he says, Yoko, they claim copyright on Chugga's voice. How do you claim copyright on what? someone's voice? Please, please tell me. You can't. Oh, People copyright everything. If you, go to a, if you go to, like, a football game or something today, you'll hear the announcers say, like, you may not share any video audio, or written reproduction of this game. They're trying to claim copyright over you going to your blog and writing, hey, the red team scored seven points, and mm -hmm. then the orange team scored seven points, and then they lost. Like, they're trying to claim copyright. They try to copyright everything, every aspect of everything that they create, and I just can't. They, they want to pretend to, but the law doesn't permit them to. <laughs> okay. You can't it's, say it's, that. I copyrighted it already. I'm calling copyright on you. I'm suing you for using my voice if you play this podcast anywhere, so... Oh, no. Oh. I'm, I'm suing oh. you for talking to me. I, <laughs> well, I copyrighted well, the right to talk to me. Well, maybe yeah. Tony was joking, but still, I wouldn't put it past YouTube. Let's just, let's just say that. The thing is, is it's not going to stop, because I don't know if, if any of you have ever have been following the YouTube versus Viacom lawsuits. Um, Viacom is suing YouTube, saying you are willfully promoting infringement and YouTube says no we're not we're taking down stuff as requested and there's you know we have policies in place Viacom just recently lost and that's good news yes. nice. if, they, if they did if, they would, if Google would have lost we probably would have lost like 80% of YouTube and like we probably wouldn't be able to post anything ever again it would have been ridiculous but um, in contrast to that um, as a result of winning they're going to continue to pull stuff because that's how they won the case as they say Whenever there's a legal claim, we pull it. That's our policy. And so the judge sided with them and said, you know what, you guys are right, and you're in the, you're in the right, and Viacom needs to go get a life. So Yeah. Um, it's going to get worse, unfortunately, before it gets better. Um, but the, and the sad thing amidst all this is Let's Play videos are covered under fair use. And if exactly. you know th anything about copyright law, there's, there's like four categories of fair use, and... The only one that it would even remotely violate is the amount of content, because obviously people are posting essentially the whole game. Right. But even then, they're doing it for nonprofit, for education, and for you know all the other stipulations that make it legal. So mm -hmm. it's a mess. I think. I know. One of the, it's sad. One of the it's sad. Like Yoko said, that people that don't even own it can come along and be like, eh, "Copyright claim," and like, "Oh, I'm scared. I'm going to take it down." So. Well, one of the um, worst examples of Viacom crap with YouTube, um, someone once made a video. It was completely original video. They did not take anything from anyone else. It was their video. And some network, the network was owned by Viacom. I don't remember what channel or show it was. They actually took the clip and they had it on their show. And the guy that made the clip, uh, he thought it, he he liked it. He thought it was pretty cool that he was getting this publicity. So he actually took the segment of the show that had his clip, and he put it on his YouTube channel. And yeah, Viacom, I've heard this story. Ordered, Viacom ordered he take it down after they took his clip without his permission. Hypocrites. I mean, he was a good sport about it. He totally said, "Yeah, that's cool. I got some fame out of it." And then they turn around and try and shut him down because he's their idiot. So, 
Yeah, like Viacom is at the point where they are claiming copyright on webcam videos because you're wearing a shirt that has yep. their stuff on it. Yep. We live in a, a permission-driven society, unfortunately. And people need to get over the fact that <laughs> once your stuff's in the public, it's in the public. You need you can't control it after that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Let's try it. So if we have any fans of Avatar The Last Airbender in here, uh, one of the big Comic-Con news that isn't really video game related, but I, I got to give it a, at least a small mention, uh, is that they are doing a spinoff of the show called Avatar The Legend of Korra, and it'll take place Ooh. 70 years in the future. Um, there'll be a new Avatar named Korra. She will be a spunky, rebellious teenager, teenage girl from the Water Tribe, and she will be uh, referring to Aang, who is since you know deceased because obviously I think it's pronounced Ung. Ung. <laughs> so says the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, but anyway, uh, she'll be referring to Aang, you know, like Aang did to Roku, uh, as you know, kind of a mentorship, uh, and she will be learning airbending. From Aang's son, Tenzin. Tenzin? Anyway, um, production is supposed to start soon at Nickelodeon Animation Studios, and it'll be airing probably late in uh, 2000, 2011. Let's just 2011 there. And um, that's, that's very exciting. It's not a season four from the original uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, but it's a spinoff on its own, and fans are pretty excited. It's kind of like Avatar meets a little bit of steampunk. So that's some good news for mm. them there. Uh, it is pretty good. I stopped watching the show around the time that Toph joined. I never watched the show. Oh, it's so good. I'm lame. I'm sorry. I'm not banning you from my group of friends, but you should go yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's get into games that are... You usually talk about games that are out recently, but aside from Limbo, which is an Xbox 360 arcade that's getting a lot of acclaim... Um, there hasn't been a lot that's come out the past couple weeks. So let's talk about Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. It's the sequel to Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger, which I actually just picked up a few days ago for $17 used at GameStop. And I'm actually not that big of a fan of it. It was fun when I played it with Panda on his PS3, but the control scheme is a little bizarre and strange, and it doesn't look as good in standard definition. Oh, and Darker Height dropped again. Awesome. Um, we're gonna <laughs> My plan <add> is working. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, you know, I figured to buy Blaze Blue for $17 wasn't that big of a deal. So, anyway, the changes, you know, there'll be revamped gameplay mechanics. There'll be four new characters. Uh, Tsubaki Yayoi, Hazama, Mew12, and Makoto Nanaya, uh, who will be released via DLC. Um, they will be new characters, which gives them... The problem with Blaze was not there's not a big roster. In Calamity Trigger, there's only like 12. And so, what, they give them, what, 16? I don't know. It's it's kind of an issue for some people. I know some people really like Blaze Blue. I'm just not as crazy about it. But, um, you know, for those that are, that'll be great. And I know that the Buzzsaw... Want to talk about StarCraft 2 because you got in the beta. Woohoo! And I'm not. Did you say that you might not get it immediately? Well, yeah, I'll have to wait 
funds are a little tight at the moment, mm-hmm. we, and we have a, a planned trip coming up and stuff like that. Uh, so okay. I won't have it the day it comes out, sadly. But mm, in the future, I, I might pick it up. But what's cool is that they're doing um, they're doing both retail and f- digital di- distribution. So for those who don't care to pick up a box, I mean, you can buy it and you can actually download it now. You can download it um, early mm-hmm. and have the stuff on your computer. So that the day it comes out, you can just unlock it and start playing. Yeah, you can't play and, it early, right? Right. Yeah, it, it'll lock you out. It won't let you in until you have an active key and until the, their servers are up and running. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's really that's really neat. And I probably would have done that if I was planning on getting it on day one. But since I have to wait, oh um, I don't know. I'll pick it up from the store or something. We'll see. But um, yeah, it's really exciting that's finally coming out. They said they spent over a hundred million dollars in this game. Um, I read an article typical. that that wasn't the case, but with looking at some of like the the production budgets on the advertisements, like I I, I would believe it at first glance. I believe it. I mean, knowing the way Blizzard does things, that makes total sense to me. I mean, <sighs> Blizzard is this company that just doesn't they don't hold back. They just do it until it's perfect, and they will continue to do it until it's perfect and they just will delay a game like 800 times and work it until it's the way they want it. And considering how long they've been working on it and how often they've delayed it and how much playtesting and beta testing they've invested in, 100 million seems like a pretty conservative figure to me. I mean, hmm. it's yeah, it I find it believable. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but um, they already predict that it'll sell so fast that they'll make it all back and then some within like a week. So, hmm. go figure. Oh, we're having problems connecting to Dark Eye again. Fine. Uh, it's not just like disconnecting now; it's like flat out crashing. Oh, well, this is why you should try it on a computer. Well, if I tr- wanted to try it on a computer, I wouldn't be on the show at all. Uh-huh. You should play Wii Tanks more. That'll make it better. <laughs> I think that'll make it worse, actually. I'm pretty sure the interference from tanks exploding <laughs> will, in turn, make it so that my connection fails more. Because, you know, ex- the shockwave will interrupt the, um, the <laughs> signal waves for my, uh, my internet. Mm-hmm. And play billiards. That's less explosive. That'll make it happen. So yeah, those two games, uh, Blaze Blue Continuum Shift, and those that comes out for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and StarCraft 2 for the PC, come out in two days from today on July 27th. Now, I don't work at Best Buy anymore. I'll just say that. <laughs> now let's get to the big end, and that is Comic Con, and Capcom had a huge Comic Con. Um, not a lot of gaming stuff otherwise was really announced for Comic-Con, but Capcom kind of went all out. And the first one was for Mega Man Universe. And we kind of heard about this teased a little <laughs> while back. Um, kind of like, it was, I think it was a different, actually, a uh, different kind of game this teased with like a Mega Man MMO. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a different game. But this is Mega Man Universe. And there is a trailer out there right now that if you are any sort of a Mega Man fan, I recommend you go watch because... It is mind-blowing, and it is crazy, and it makes no sense at all. (laughs) That's true. I had no idea what was going on. 
it's like what like a guy who is sleeping in his bed and then he wakes up and he sees I think it's like 8-bit Mega Man and then there's there's Ryu and then there's Arthur and all this craziness happens and they're killing Mega Man enemies and then at the end you see the uh the box art Mega Man from Mega Man 2 the one with the the blue and the yellow outfit and from Mega Man 1 actually Oh Mega Man 1 I think he's also on Mega Man 2 box art but it, it's the same he thing He probably was and it's just a lot of random craziness, and you don't know what the game is really actually about. I think they've said actually very little, and it'll you know it'll come in a while. But um, yeah, say anything. it's it's kind of like I think the creators want players to play Mega Man since there are so many different iterations of Mega Man. They want to play you know Mega Man the same kind of way cooperatively together and kind of maybe customize it a little bit. It's Keep an eye out for Mega Man Universe, is all I'm saying, if you're any sort of a Mega Man fan. Um, also, there's a bunch of fighting game news. Like, they had uh, Street Fighter Third Strike will be coming online. Um, they finally confirmed Super Street Fighter 4 to the PC. They're going to be a Super Street Fighter 4 downloadable, um, more downloadable outfits. There's a couple characters that are becoming new to the arcade version of Super Street Fighter 4. And then there was the rumor that we thought was a rumor, and then it was supposedly debunked on Shore You Can, and then it became official, where we have Namco crossing with Capcom in Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Now, the cross is mm. actually an X, but it's pronounced cross. Well, no one calls the original, like, I think it was Namco X Capcom. No one calls it Namco Cross Capcom. It's all Namco X Capcom. Mm-hmm. Did they well, say that, that uh, Street Fighter 4 P- for the PC will be com- be able to play with people on the console? I have not heard that bit. Um, I think that one of the things they have done for Super Street Fighter 4 is that they allow you to play cross-console. So I think 360 people can't... Now, don't confirm me on that. This is something I think I heard. I think they, 360 players can play on PS3 or with PS, PS3 players and vice versa. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they would be able to do that for PC and 360 and all um, that. This game is it's more conducive to controllers, so I, I think they could do it. Cause I, ironically, I just read an article, I think it was on Slashdot actually, mm-hmm. about how there used to be this big movement of letting PC players play with um, Xbox players and first-person right. shooters. Because they do they have, like, games for... It all because yeah. the PC players were destroying the... The, the the console players really? the controls were so superior. Hmm. But I mean, again, Street Fighter is totally different, and you probably plug a controller or something into your computer versus trying to use the keyboard or mouse or something awkward like that. But right, um, right. Because yeah, I just wonder if they're trying to bring that back because it kind of died shortly after Halo Two hit. They wanted everyone to play together, then they didn't want everyone to play together. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I don't see how cross-platform multiplayer is possible. It's, like, it sounds not that possible, but I, I thought well, I had heard... I, I just very well may be wrong, but I thought I had heard that that was possible for Super Street Fighter 4. Buzz, you're a programmer. How feasible is it? ...through Xbox Live, and it only sits on Microsoft servers on, you know, exclusively, then yeah, it wouldn't be possible to play with anyone else. But uh, given their level of participation, me thinks that there are some Capcom servers... You know, between yeah. them all, or something. Well, something that kind of brings like, them all together. 
not like servers, but like when the, isn't the code for each version of the game different? It is, but the 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 protocol, the communication between the game itself, oh, talking to it okay. yourself, that would be the same between consoles, and that doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, all it has, all the network has to do is say, "Hey, I punched you," and the other one's like, "Okay, I'll get hit." <laughs> and, uh, that makes more you know, sense. Each one just interprets it individually, and it works out fine. So, and this okay, is why sense. Buzz is the co-host now of Show Me Your News. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. The whole thing with this game, um, Street Fighter... So Street Fighter Cross Tekken, you know, mashes up Street Fighter characters and Tekken characters under the Super Street Fighter 4 engine, while Tekken Cross Street Fighter is a totally different game that likely takes those same characters and puts them under the Tekken 6 engine. Yeah, the game seems so different to me. Am I the only one that thinks that? Like, they don't line up. Oh, not at all. Tekken... It's so different than Street Fighter. I mean, I'm not a Street Fighter expert anymore. I, I played Tekken for a while, but they just seem like such different games. They it's are. That's weird. what makes it work. That's what makes it such a great, like, that's what makes the difference between them so great that you would want to do this. Like, Street Fighter is strictly 2D, whereas Tekken is 3D. Like Soul yeah. Calibur. Yeah. Yeah, so they're two completely different games, not just, like, oh yeah I'm going to have this oh, yeah. like this and I'm going to have to like this that's why they can do it as these two separate games and make it work yeah I, I don't have anything against them doing it at all it's just my perception of you know you get good with the character in Street Fighter and then suddenly you can't play it in the Tekken engine game because you're doing Tekken rules now and then you're like oh crap <laughs> well you're probably going to end up playing one or the other right so there's probably not going to be a lot of crossover between these two games Plus, from, from what I saw at EVO, I saw, I saw some tech. I haven't played Tekken, so this is probably going to come off as sounding ignorant. Eh. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the, Tekken footage, the, the Tekken footage I saw at EVO looks like the metagame for Tekken really is just based on juggling. Which it is. It's, I don't find that to be as appealing as a Street Fighter. Um, I mean, again, I think it's it's an interesting idea. It's actually kind of mind-blowing because these are rivals. I don't think you can compare this to anything Smash-related. I think if we said, like, Smash versus what? Like, Power Stone? Smash, Smash versus Mortal Kombat? Maybe. Well, it's like back in the day if we had Mario and Sonic. Right, right. Um... But with like yeah, two platforms and all that, but I, Smash versus Street Fighter maybe, but like the two rivals that are are coming together and two games is is ridiculous. I the the only problem I see is that with uh, the hardcore fighting communities is that's going to become a huge issue. Not only just like getting the two games like oh which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the Street Fighter one? Are you talking about the Tekken one? Are we talking about XFXT or TXSF? And especially if you think about it, Evo. I think at the same time while they're coming together, I have a pro- I have a concern that it's going to be very polarizing. Because you are you do have people who are mm, solely Street Fighter. There's probably going to be a lot of flamers. Exactly. I, I think the flamers are... It's, it's the internet. Well, it's going to be... A, I think it's going to be an, an issue. And especially at a, a big tournament, you're going to have people saying, well, this one's better and this one's better. And, oh, it's the same game. But it's not the same game. And they're two different games. And... I, I, I think that reinforces the notion that it's good that they're using both engines for two separate games because Agreed. they would have settled on just one engine. 
Yeah. That would that would, awful. that would probably would have made people a lot more angry. Agreed. You know, the whole like, what? Why did you pick the Tekken engine? Or what? Why did you pick the Street Fighter engine? No. And they'd all hate each other. But, not, but since there's both, you can't really argue much, I guess. So, I think if it was yes. any other genre, instead of fighting, this could have worked. But because yeah. fighting game communities, we, we know... Okay, you're going to have people say, Brawl and Melee, they're not fighting games. They're as, you know, as they're as hardcore and as, you know, motivated and as bitter as they can get. Yeah, this, they're passionate about these games. And I think if it was any other genre besides fighting, it could have worked. But I see potential community splitting problems on the line. As, as cool, as cool of an idea as this is. And... Kadri agrees KG with me agrees. once again. <laughs> I think Kadri likes you, Yoko. She does. She's heard my voice several times now. Yep. Maybe? <laughs> yeah, she, she hears you. All right. Hi, Kadri. Hi, Sugarsaw. Fans, mm-hmm. say hi. They know you. You are famous. Hi, Kadri. <laughs> she runs from strangers. Aww. <laughs> um... So the big game that I have been following from um, Comic-Con, and even since E3, I said it was my most, uh, the game I'm most looking forward to, especially from E3, and now for 2011, is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, there are so many things I can say about it, but let's let's get to the main announcements. This is going to be like Super Smash Bros. Brawl all over again from, for me, because you have a beginning set of roster of characters and you have you have leaked rosters here and there but every single one of them becomes wait for it deconfirmed oh i, I just brought that back <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let that settle in deconfirmed is is, is coming back um, we, didn't we use that like five minutes ago did we maybe like we were talking about now about um tekken cross Street Fighter, and you were like, it was a rumor that I said debunked. got deconfirmed. I said debunked. Um, debunked, yes. We're, but now it's kind of brawl-related. We're bringing back deconfirmed. So <laughs> I, I just can't wait for the pictures that are at an awkward angle and fuzzy. Oh, and yes. Everything and everything. <laughs> see? See? I can see Link in the game. See? See this picture? Link and Marvel Someone took while riding a bicycle drunk in the street. <laughs> so this, uh, there is... A roster that I was looking at for a couple months was posted on June 17th from Hadoken.net. And, um, well, now it has officially been deconfirmed for a couple reasons. Uh, um, Creator, not creator, producer for Marvel's Capcom 3, Ryota Nitsuma, he likes to talk with uh, the fans a lot, and he'll, you know, reveal things to fans that he wouldn't normally reveal to the press. And, um... One of them, one of these things was uh, a bunch of different character deconfirmations, and I'm trying to find the uh, the thread on the Show Me News forums at showmenews.com slash forum where I can rattle these off. Basically, the, the two characters that debunked this roster in particular, which I had basically accepted um, overall. Let's see. Uh, where is it? Uh, Emma Frost was one that was on this roster that he said is not in the game. Which he was is a favorite of his that's not in the game, and he also said that because of the addition of Super Scroll, which uses all the uh, all the Fantastic Four powers, that no Fantastic Four character is in the game. And Mr. Fantastic was on this roster, so that is definitely not there. Um, 
and I'm looking for this list. Oh my goodness. I'm going to find it so easily later, and it's going to... Oh, here it is. Cyberlink420 posted. He said, Nitsuma-san confirmed on last night's Unity livestream that Daredevil, Emma Frost, Strider, Ghost Rider, <laughs> Strider and Ghost Rider, Gene from God Hand, Punisher, and Phoenix Wright officially aren't in, but there is... Don't worry, Phoenix Wright fans. There is still small hope. Um, he better be in. God. Yeah, he, he, is, he is a big big hope for a lot of fans. There's no reason for him not to be in, and it's complete bulk crap that he wasn't in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we because we were going to use his objection in the stupidest way we can imagine. But what's what's the uh, creator of Phoenix Dragon? It's like Shu Takumi. Shu Takumi. Yeah, so Shu Takumi, there was, uh, they talked to him, and they said he was currently aware of Phoenix's lack of inclusion, but if he gets enough fan support, he will confront Itsuma-san himself and plead his case. So there is still the slightest bit of hope for Phoenix Wright fans to be in Marvel's Capcom 3. Overall, the roster is, for the most part, set, according to uh, Seth Killing of Capcom, but there is still some small wiggle room. I'm not going to get my hopes up at all for Phoenix Wright. I'm, as much as I would love him in the game, I, I, I just can't get my hopes up that much when it's, you know, that... He's got to plead his case, and then they got to make the change and and all that. So, overall, I'm I'm a little skeptical about Phoenix Wright being in at the moment. Um, but otherwise, yeah, they'll hack him in later. Yeah, hack him in right. <laughs> um, but there have been characters that have been confirmed since the uh, E4, uh, E3 and Evo build. You got Chun Li. You have um, Trish from Devil May Cry, Super Scroll, Doctor Doom. Thor and Amaterasu from Okami. Now, I know Buzz, you're being a little quiet about the situation. Maybe you're not as excited for the game as I am, but you recently saw the uh, Amaterasu video, and what did you think about a wolf kicking some ass? Top tier. Top tier. <laughs> it, ironic that he was put in the game. I can't pronounce his name. Sorry, but the mm-hmm. dog. Um, Amaterasu. Just the puppy. Like a a week or so ago. My friend put in um, Okami, and I just watched him play it for like six hours or something. And so I mm-hmm. I became quite familiar with him for, for a while. And so to me, I was actually kind of like, oh, he's in Marvel vs. Capcom. That's kind of cool. So I need to play that game through. But it, it, it looks cool. And it's just proof that Wolf Link would have worked just fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Wolf Link in Brawl could have been amazing. There was actually an interesting statement regarding Amaterasu that... Uh, Nitsuma-san made during like a little you know stream chat that in the original Japanese version of Okami, you know Amaterasu is a god, so you know they call her Kami, and there it, there's no gender sort of in the in the Japanese language, so it was never distinguished that you know Amaterasu was male or female, or he said something like that. So they eventually made the decision in the English version of Okami that she was a female and. That's what her voice is going to be in Marvel vs. Capcom three. It was. It was I think it's better. Does she need to have a voice? I I think. I mean, what you think? It just should be woofs. <laughs> it's, it's Okami. Does it? I mean, uh, I guess. I don't. I've never played Okami, so I don't want to try to make some kind of claim. Hmm. Um, I think there have been people asking, like, 
what are you know characters that we want to see um i'm i was really happy with this well let me put it this way since we were originally a podcast that centered around super smash brothers brawl and if we had the idea around probably melee before that games fighting games in particular where rosters are important they always have nightmare rosters which always turn out to be real Exactly, which always turn out to be real, and fans would want to deny it, say, you know, they're, they're trolling you, There's, it can't be for this reason, but it ends up being the case. And if you, know, you can't hack the game like they are doing in Brawl, the community eventually accepts it. Mm. This, you know, this Hadoken.net roster for Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was one that I had accepted. And so, I don't think there are really any additional characters that I'm yearning i mean it would be phoenix right but yeah i i am heartbroken and all but it's it's just something that we have to accept he said that you know if there's enough support it's we'll definitely consider for uh r versus capcom 4 if the game is successful um you know we should also mention that beautiful joe is all but confirmed uh there have been silhouettes and uh, a t-shirt drawing that show beautiful joe People also think Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man for Marvel is pretty much a sure thing, but people uh, see that you know he's got a like a pose with his hand behind his head that was kind of in uh, Marvel's Capcom 2. Um, actually, zero. It's Ron really Ma- not a question that Spider-Man's going to be in. He's definitely the most famous Marvel character. Well, true. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really say that. You know, I'm. I'm, you know, yearning for... Just Deadpool is in it. Just the fact that Deadpool is in it is fantastic. I saw his super thing where he attacks someone with their health bar. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's my friend's favorite part from it. He's so excited for Deadpool's special. It can only, it can only get better if depend, if it's the damage it does um, is proportional to how much health you have left. That'd be great. That'd be really great. Plus, he says, like, this is a hyper combo! So, like, it's breaking the fourth wall even more. It's it's too good. Plus, like, at the end of matches, like, he comes up to, like, the camera and says, like, hey, you, yeah, you, I'm out of here busting my ass while you sit on yours. <laughs> it, that's, like, all does, Deadpool is. It just continually breaks the fourth wall. Does Deadpool have a fourth wall? Probably not, because it's been oh, broken so many times. This is how I missed you. Ah, uh, yes. Um, but this game, I mean, we'll be getting more information about it, and I am very excited. I haven't been this excited about a game since Brawl. Let's let's put it that way. I am super stoked. Axon in the chat says, when Deadpool uses the X-Factor, he yells, anime power-up shit. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He also shoryukens, so... <laughs> And says pineapple, but he, Deadpool is gonna get—I don't know if annoying is the right word—but he has like a just like a firing gun attack, and it's like I love me some guns, <laughs> and it's yeah. gonna be—I love me, some, I love me, some, I love me some guns. He's a great character overall. Mm-hmm. But I don't, know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Tarasi when you're kicking butt with a wolf. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I, I approve. And I would Naruto Naruto for Ninja if, uh, I was getting the game, so but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not going to be a Weaver, and is there? No, no there's, there's not. 
That's why I have I could not care less about Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I only have a Wii. I'll care about it in like two years when I'm in college and I've saved up for a 360. There you <laughs> nice. go. And you buy your Kinect right after. No, <laughs> I would never buy Kinect. Marvel vs. Capcom, the Speaking, Kinect edition. Oh, Yoko, real fast. Punch, Speaking punch. of Xbox, um, the thing at the very bottom of the outline, is that for the end of the show, or did you just put that there by accident? Oh, um, I put it there because I was going to see if I could try to mix it in, but it didn't really... It was for those who are big Halo fans, all the uh, the advancements they made to uh, the Forge theater in uh, Halo Reach. The Reach Forge. Forge World. Forge World. I watched that trailer and I fell in love. It, it is pretty fantastic. I just, aside from a passing mention, I don't think it really qualified as news in, in yeah. the show. But it, it was good, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good game. They announced, like, Halo Reach bundles and special Halo Reach silver-plated controllers. So why wouldn't they? They're Microsoft, it's Bungie, they're going out with a bang, the last game from the original Halo creator. So it's that's going to be more for <laughs> September that news. That series never dies. <laughs> I, I swear, I, I remember distinct announcements with, like, Halo 3 is the end, we promise. No, 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 ODST is the last one we're making, we promise. No, wait, okay, okay, Reach... Reach last one would make me promise. Finish like, the fight. Know. Finish the fight. Refinish the fight. Okay, the fight is really finished. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like we were talking about legal stuff earlier, the the rights are no longer Bungie's. This will actually be the last one. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into some mail time questions. We just got a letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. And hopefully the music was not desynced there like it was last week. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it cut off buzz, I remember. <laughs> the first one comes from Cyberlink420. What game completely defied all your expectations? I.e., what game did you expect you were going to hate but ended up liking or vice versa? Um, let's start with Darker Eye. Uh, do you mind if I answer it both ways? Like, which one I liked and which one I hate? Sure, go for it. Okay. The game that I thought I was going to hate, but I ended up liking, was, by and far, Wii Party. Because it's really recent. But, like, you, you're, you're at E3, and you're seeing it, and you're like, it's another game with Miis, exclusively Miis, and it's got the the Wii X name on it, and Wii Play sucked, no matter what Buzz says. And Yeah, Darko will not be returning to the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. As, as soon as I started saying stuff like that to you, the chat seemed to really like me. I don't know. <laughs> chat, do you still love me? But, like, um, yeah, and it didn't, it, done, it didn't look like it was doing anything innovative like Wii Sports Resort did with the Wii Motion Plus. So, um... I didn't. I thought I was. I really was not gonna like it, but um, I, compl- I legally acquired with my own money a Japanese copy of it, and it um, it's. I would love it. Like I would love it so much more if it was in English. But like Board Game Island, I started with. I had so much fun with that. Um, I keep trying to get people to play it with me, and they never want to because I'm annoying, and um. Like, then, after I picked it back up again, after I saw uh, you, Sorty, and Snake playing it on 
your stream, and like I played all the ones that you played, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. And um, as for the game that I thought I was gonna like, I really didn't. The by you have to say, it's right here next to me, Shadow the Hedgehog. I thought I was gonna like this game <laughs> so much, and. Even though it was horribly cliched, he had guns and stuff, it was horribly full of cliched, I liked Shadow before this game came out, so I was excited for it. And, like, I was looking forward to this so much, and it came out when I was still kind of Mm young-ish, so I did enjoy it when I first got it, but nowadays I see how bad it is, and uh, it's so awful, and it makes me so sad. Aww. Um, Buzz, do you have any idea? Characters before this game. Yeah, I've got both directions actually. Just trying to make sure I don't screw them up. But uh, the game I thought I was going to hate but ended up liking, believe it or not, was Metroid Prime, the first one. Uh, mm. I, you know, I'm a longtime hater of first-person shooters, and I wasn't even that much of a Metroid fan before it. But I was just kind of like hoping for this nice reboot where I could get involved and get interested. And I saw it and I was like, no, not first person. No, this game's going to be terrible. But I pre-ordered it because, you know, I'm a sucker and I had to try it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I ended up, it ended up being my, like, my favorite game of all time. And now I have all of them. Twice. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have one, two, three, and the trilogy. So I'm like a mega I fan sold my now. one, two, three. You can get like $13 for it. I like having four. <laughs> I did oh, like two, having three, four before I wanted to get some store credit for some other game. I almost used it to buy the first Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1 before Yoko said, don't. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what about the other direction? Monopoly for Wii. Um, I have the GameCube one. And we love playing that game. It's so much fun. The, the GameCube one's really well made. We really like it. So when a Wii one came out, we're like, oh, that's got to be better. You know, it uses the pointer, makes the menus easier and everything. It was terrible. Aww. I was never... It was atrocious, hard to use, slow, and the GameCube one was just all around better. So I was really ticked. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Monopoly that's just a revolution. <laughs> um, let's see. What was the other one that I thought I was going to like? Um, I guess you could... Um, dang it I forgot what my other one was I'm really mad now if you think of it uh, let me know Um, it'll come it'll come to you in like five minutes yeah like ambassador exactly yeah so Darkrai actually stole my first idea for the game that I thought I'd not like but I did Wii Party it's so good and it is Darkrai, we're gonna settle this on air right now, or we're at least gonna oh bring boy. it up. We're gonna at least gonna bring oh it up. We're God. gonna bring it up for <sighs> Show Me Your News Future to come. The silver die only has one, two, and three. It does not have a four. It made sense to me at the time, and I could have sworn that I rolled a four on it once. Maybe on your other die that wasn't silver sense. because they do look similar. It made sense to me. The point is for those in the chat when you're uh, playing mini games and you have like four people, uh, the first three to finish get you know ranked uh, in gold, uh, silver, and bronze. 
and you when you're rolling two dies like on the board game island you you know have your regular die and then your bonus die so when you have gold you roll your normal die and then a, a gold die that has one two three four five six uh, your silver die I'm maintaining has only one two three and one two three yeah it does have one two three and then bronze has one two one two one two so Sorty in the chat is saying like it doesn't make sense because it's not divisible by six four is not divisible by six or whatever but like I thought it made sense because the bronze die has two you mm -hmm. add two and you have four for silver and you add two and you have six for gold that's what I was thinking so that is a reasonable chain of our train of thought but you have to think about you know they want to balance it out and for the six sides of a die you, have you also to have to think it's a video game and it's not actually like you're throwing a die they're just choosing a random number well, perhaps, perhaps. But no, I, I would totally agree that Wii Party is definitely one game that I thought I'd be like, oh, this is going to suck, and I really enjoy it. Um, There was another game that, oh my goodness, like Buzz, it has just slipped my mind on what game. Well, let's go with the other one. Well, I'll I'll throw mine in there while oh, you're finding it. Do um, it. For me, it was a TMNT smash-up. Oh. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never I had bought such that. high hopes. I had such high hopes. I was like, oh, they're doing another Smash. It's the same creator, same everything. Oh, yeah. Played it. I wanted to cry. Mm -hmm. It was like the worst game I've ever... Worst fighter I've ever played in my life. Oh, so sad. Um, The game that I was kind of... Had sort of high expectations for because people love it. And... I just did not. Gears of War. Not a fan. Um, maybe it's just all like the rage and manliness and everything, but I can rage. I can understand like you know using the cover system and the active reload. That yeah, that that's great for you know first person <laughs> shooters. I'm just not a fan of it to be honest, and um. Where's my wife? That's a good one. Um, oh my goodness, and I we just I just lost the train of thought of the other game. I should have like should have written it down on this outline. This happens all the time. It, to you. it really does. <laughs> um, but you know, Wii Party is a, a great example of. Uh, I love Wii Party. I love Wii Party. We're gonna get excited. Um, <laughs> party. Um, next question. It comes from. Psycho Wing X9. From the point of the viewer and of the host, and. Crap! Wait. Do, 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 I am do, so do, sorry, do, do, I forgot do. to silence my phone. That's okay. It's not like you're in church or anything, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah. from, the point of, from the point of view of the host and from the point of view of the fan, what would you say were the high points and the low points of Show Me Your News? Um, I'll start with the point of the host. Um, well, the low point of Show Me Your News, I think, was... The it, dojo. The video podcasts. I really thought the video podcasts were going to be a great idea. And I wanted to put in so much work to it because, you know, TV and video and all that. And I thought that... You know, MLG would be on board. I thought that would be the the way back into their hearts. 
And um, no, I, I think mostly just overall MLG killing the podcast is overall the low point. And I think diverting from the audio podcasts for video just to try to make MLG happy and finally recognize us, I think that was that was a low point. Um, although I did like how they turned out. I, I do have a very soft spot in my heart for PTI. And I think emulating that with video games was a really cool idea. Um, but just... I wish I could have not done that and just kept going with uh with audio podcasts. The high points, um, I want to say all the guests. Well, no, I mean the brawl hype is is one thing altogether because there is nothing that can replace the brawl hype and all the speculation. And that was what made the show so fun. That was what brought everyone in. But, so weird to go back and listen to it nowadays because well, I listen to the show constantly. If I'm playing a video game, I'm probably listening to an old episode of Show Me News, aww. and I love this show. I do, and um, like the the old brawl episodes are sometimes a little painful to listen to from how stupid the statements sound now. Like they were yeah. smart back then, but nowadays they sound so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, those were the days. Just chasing people around and deconfirmed. You're lying. Where'd you get this roster from? This is bullcrap. No, oh, this is from 4chan. Oh no, this is Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario. Oh. White background. Doctor Mario. Thanks, Doctor Mario. Confirmed. Um, but I think that uh, I think the overall high point was just the fact that when we actually got guests, and that's part of the thing I want to try to bring back, like slowly but surely, for Show Me Your News, is to get notable guests like. In the future, I want to get Master Link X on the show. I want to get Master WGS on the show. It's, you know, the fact that just to get, like, these these names that have at least heard of the podcast that people know about. Like, Ego Raptor, um, as rough as an episode as Ego Raptor is, I know some people hate it. And it, it's a pain in Cyberlinks in my heart because we were just so intimidated and we knew we could do so much better. Cyberlink, I'm right there Ego with Raptor, you. I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> Um, Ego Raptor was a great guest, but yeah, it could have been a little bit of a better episode. It, it was a rough episode, but I I think with uh with Curb and Rina Chan and Second Stamp, I think that was a great episode in as far as you know getting guests and having that working out, and I think that was one of the higher points. Sure While it's on my mind, I still think you should try for Raw Meat Cowboy of Go Nintendo because I've asked him in one of their sort of mail time kind of things. He said that he would do it. And Go Nintendo is a big site. You can get a lot of publicity from them. Go Nintendo is a bit. We did have a. You did post the little 3DS statement <laughs> I made as a, that as was, a source. That was me. That was me. Yep. So we were kind of on Go Nintendo. Um, Buzz, yeah, as no a, wanted... Buzz, as a fan turned host, high points and low points? Um, you pretty much stole them because <laughs> MLG ripped the life out of this thing and. The high points were was definitely the brawl stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was there was there was only two things in life. There was the dojo update, and there was show me your news. Like you you have the week of dojo updates, and you sit there and you wait till midnight till when they update or, or one a.m. or whatever time zone you're in, waiting for them to post it. You see it, and then you're all freaking out about it, and then you wait to the end of the week, and then there was show me your news to kind of recap it all, discuss it, speculate. And oh, and of course, Smash Dash. Smash Dash did a good recap too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smash Dash yeah, was like, great, and you can't even find it nowadays. Yeah, that was the life. And like you know, when Brawl was delayed, it 
it was sad, you know, because we all wanted to play it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, well, we're gonna, let's just listen to the podcast longer. <laughs> yeah. we more speculation and more and more reviews of things going on. I mean, that was just crazy fun times. Sugar Saw disapproves. <laughs> Yoko, originally, I just want you to put this in perspective. Right now, we are on episode 66. Mm-hmm. This show was supposed to last about 23 episodes when yep. you started it. Yep. <laughs> Just putting that in perspective. Wow. Um, I would also say another low point was Panda being too busy not to not to I actually, co-host. I actually haven't answered yet. Oh, so um, go for it. As just the fan, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say the high po- the high point of Show Me Your News was one exact moment. Okay. In episode 35, Samurai Panda said that. From one of the downloads for the PandaCast, there were 2,000 downloads from one of the spots. That means at least your news at some point. And, of course, MLG ruined that. But um, I'm I'm not going to... I'll I'll throw that in there. Um, I think I was listening to, like, episode 38 or 39 or something like that. It was one of the... Well, it might have been episode 40 yeah, and talking SBR about podcast. 39. It was the episode with uh, Spartan Ninja Draken, and we were talking about episode 39, and I think that had, like, over 3,000. I, I mean... Yeah. Over 3,000! Yeah, yeah, it was I'm, a big deal I, back in the day. Didn't I install tracking on one of them? I think or so, something yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Probably. There was something where I, I put a track on it, and I could see what was um, how many downloads were happening, and yeah, I got over 3,000. Yeah, I'm, and nowadays, like right now, we have 29 people in the stick am, and that's counting me, you, and Buzz. And that's great after the blow to our cojones that oh, MLG after, dealt. To have come back to what we have now from MLG is amazing, because right after that, after that happened, we felt like, what, 10? Nothing. <laughs> Pretty much we nothing. Have like, right, yeah, right now, we have all of, like, 10 active posters on the boards on the show me your news forums and i know that we people most people did not just leave this show because of it they they left the show because they didn't know that it was still going on after mlg yep because it wasn't getting updated on their itunes so i don't understand why because the very last episode that was on itunes before mlg mentioned the brand new fan site and brand new forums oh really but yeah, that was That's, the very last episode. That is bizarre. Um, low point, though? Low point? For me, personally, it has to be the episode with... Okay, it's actually... I'm I'm going through and I'm listening to every Show Me News episode again. I started from episode one, and right now I think I'm on episode 28. Okay. For me, personally... It's not by any means an awful part of the show, but me personally, the low point was when Kirby King was on and Pikmin, and you guys were talking about Pikmin. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's just me personally. Yeah, I know some people in chat are. You still have to play that. You still have to play it. I still it. do. It's Pikmin. Yep. Yep. It's Pikmin. I'm playing. I, I play mean, as Pikmin and Olimar and Brawl. Does that count? You have all of your completely legal with your own money games like Wii Party now. Yeah. 
and you don't you could get the new play control pikmin i do have it it's just i do have it it's just not on my my flash drive right now play it (laughs) it's pikmin some people pikmin yeah some people in chat are still you know pounding on the eager okay yeah eager after i I get it it was wrong we get it he is an overbearing person he's one of my idols and i was overwhelmed I get it, and it was still cool to just say like I got to talk with him. But uh, I, I'm just also just throwing that you know Panda leaving the show. I mean, oh, that's like a given. You don't even have to mention that. I love Panda. I love Alan. He's like a brother to me. You lived with him for a year. I did. Oh, good times. We all miss. We good all times. miss Panda. Oh. I th- I figured that went without saying. No one even had to mention that. Mm-hmm. It was just. In all of our minds, we all miss Panda. Yeah. Yeah, but he is, he is one. Oh, is Sugar Saw tapping the mic? Hi, Kadri. Yep, she's trying to get on the show. <laughs> Another Next female acquired, yes. <laughs> yes, that's what she said. Falcon Punch. Um, so, last question. Another, you know, new oh, new forum. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm getting new forum joiners and their mail time questions onto the show. Epsilon125 asking, have you ever felt bad or guilty about doing something in a game? Never in yes. my life. Never? And yes? Never. Never. Well, let's hear the yes first. Um, it depends on the game and it depends on my mood. There are times when I'm I'm feeling very, like, into the game and into the story, and I'm feeling very moral, I guess you could say. Um, I remember playing, I think it was Ultima 8 on the PC. Really old game, like old DOS game. But like in that game, you can like kill anybody. Even if they're relevant to the story and crucial to helping finish the game, you can kill them or mm-hmm. do anything to them. I killed the blacksmith, and I stole all his stuff. I feel really <laughs> bad about that. Because that game did such a good job of getting you into the story. Other games, I don't really care. I, you know, again, it depends on my mood. It depends on the game. Sometimes I'll just do stuff and I don't really care. But for some reason, I felt really guilty in Ultima. I was like, oh, I killed the the smith. Now his wife won't be able to eat, and I took all his stuff. And I'm a terrible person. Aww. Um, for me, I, I can't think of many examples. But if I'm gonna come up with one, two words, the boss okay i take it back i have felt <laughs> bad ones in my life <laughs> tear tear so yeah that that moment I is i really didn't want to press the button that moment is i knew it was coming i i knew the end i knew how it had to go and i still couldn't do it, it it's so powerful and I think it's something you have to. It's like a right. You can't really talk about it and say like, "Oh yeah, I can imagine how that feels," unless you've actually played the game. It's it, it's tough. It's tough on the soul. <laughs> I like Fang's comment in the chat. He says, "I feel bad playing games and killing cute enemies." <laughs> I have to agree with that. Like they're so snuggly. Why do I have to kill them? What you mean, like in Wind Waker with the the little thing that go? What cute enemies. Fangs, get up here now and explain. Oh, we we gotta get Fangs on the podcast. Fangs is, is Dark Rise's sister. And so we gotta let's let's get this cameo here. Yeah. To, she'll she's listening to the stick am, so she might it's lagging a little, so she might take a second to get up here. 
but but still, I, I mean, I guess I can Scarcely understand. Get up. I can still understand cute enemies, I guess but. Say hi. Hi. Hello, Fangs. Hello, Yoko, and hello, Buzz, and hello to everyone in the Stickam chat I just left. Um. What cute enemies? Like Jack. What Jack Frost? Yes. When you do don't you... know. You don't know how many times I've had to kill Jack. Jack Frost oh. is from which game? Shin Megami Tensei. He's uh -huh. like the Atlas mascot. They uh -huh. shoehorn him into like every game. And you have to kill him so many times. Oh yeah, I never played a Shin Megami Tensei except the Persona games, I guess. I also felt really bad when I let Boyd die. <laughs> you're, you're just bad at Fire Emblem. See, you mentioned Jack Frost, and I thought of that old cartoon that usually plays around Christmas time that is actually called Jack Frost, and it's got yeah. that uh, that old the fat bad guy of Kubla Khan, and the dummy, dummy, dummy. You are Kubla. <laughs> if, I don't recognize. If anyone story. knows what I'm talking about, you get props. You get points. Do you know it? No. Ah. Buzz, do you I know don't it? Have another time when nope. I that. So of course, of course, Sodi does, and Ethan Elizabeth in the chat. Props. You are Kubla. When else do you feel bad before you have to go? I feel bad when I'm playing Princess Maker and I kill the guards. Like when you're wandering around, you can see these like random people like out in the forest or out in the glaciers or something, and you can choose to just kill them. <laughs> and you can talk to monsters, and they're so nice, and then you go and then you kill them. Uh, um, I'm sorry, there's a game called Princess Maker? There's an entire We're... series of Princess Maker. Oh, I'll show it to you later. And I thought Fat Princess was a stretch, jeez. <laughs> um... Your obnoxious laugh is now on air. Yes, I'm sorry. Bye, thanks. Bye, everyone. I'll be right back. Yay, cameo. <laughs> um... Woo. But anything else you have to cover? Yeah. We're at about an hour and 45 right now into the show, and I think we're okay. about to wrap things up. I think we're good. I can tell you about Princess Maker. <laughs> tell us a little bit about Princess Maker before we go, okay. Darkrai. We'll Princess Maker. Dedicate that soon. The Princess Maker cast. Um, well, Princess Maker is a series of games made by Gainax. They're a company in Japan, and um, for anyone that goes on TV Tropes, you may recognize the term gainaxing. Not going to explain it on air, but I'm, I am pretty sure that you can go look it up, but I'm pretty sure it came from these guys. Um, Princess Maker is a game where, well, I'm at least going to go off Princess Maker 2, because that's the only one I know about. In Princess Maker 2, you are a hero that saved the world from the evil Lucifon, and as a reward, the gods are bestowing upon you a child who was raised in heaven, and she is now 10 years old. And for the next eight years, you will be her father, raising her. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a visual novel game without the novel. Okay. And um, you can go, you can have your daughter go out and adventure sometimes, but you, it's, it has, it's very heavy on RPG elements. You have her go to class or go to work, and she gains skills and stuff. And after eight years, when she's 18, you get your ending. And she could end up being the new queen. She could be a fighter and a soldier. Uh, and she could be a prostitute. Oh. It's, it's all up to how you raised her. And, yes. um, what a good female fangs. role model. 
Fangs was obsessed with this game for a very long time. And the only one that ever came close to being released in America was Princess Maker 2. Because um, it was it's, it was almost done being translated when um, the company that was going to publish it went bankrupt. Huh. And um, there was some controversy with the game be- because of uh, values dissonance between America and Japan. Like things that were okay there are not okay here. Yep. So because of the controversy, no one wanted to pick it up. And nowadays you can just torrent the game and play it that way. Okay, Darkrai, I'm also going to give you your little moment in the sun here because you did mention what? TV tropes. And uh, TV. Show Me Your News has a TV tropes page now, thanks to you. So, yeah, I'm the only one that's ever edited it. So I'm going to give you a little bit of time here for you to run through the different TV tropes, and Buzz and I will get a, we'll get a kick out of this, and so will the fans, right. of the, the tropes that the you, you've put up there on the page. So... And then I need to open up Safari. Yes, you, yes, you do. Oh, you're on the iPod Touch. My goodness, I keep on forgetting. This is like the first mobile. Yeah, I didn't expect to. Like the first mobile guest of the podcast, the, the, um, almost. Yeah, breaking down barriers. Mm-hmm. Okay, go to TV Tropes. Put in the search. Show me your. So you got about news. what? Three, nine, twelve. I don't want to say like twenty or so. Little tropes here. And, okay, so uh, I can't actually. F- okay, the thing about TV trips, I hate the search uh-huh. because it runs on Google search, mm. and uh, I can search show me. I search show me your news, and it gives me the podcast that show me your news is linked on. And I never changed that link. Mm. Okay. Well, in the meanwhile, I should plug the show me your news wiki, which is linkable from the main showmeyournews.com. And uh, Psychoing and Super also help edit that. And so before we end the show, um, you know, before the It's Your Turn, uh, whenever Darkrai gets around to finding this page... News. I should have just gone to the forum. Yeah, probably. Well, I, I can get it started Not for you. <laughs> and, and when you find it, you got this... Should, op- I, should, I, um, should I explain the tropes since I know all of them? Rattle it off, yeah. Um, okay, well, you you start listing them. Well, you got aborted arc. Aborted arc is exactly what it sounds like. It's when you're trying, it's when a show is trying something, but for whatever reason, usually because people don't like it very much, they drop the idea altogether and they go on with something else. The aborted arc for Show Me Your News was the video podcast. Yep. Of course. Yep, um, makes sense. A Day in the Limelight. Day in the Limelight um, in a show, or there's an episode devoted to a character that's usually not the main focus, or a character or a group. This was the panda cast for Samurai Panda. Mm, arc fatigue. Arc fatigue is when something is going on for so long. It's, it, the best example of an arc fatigue is the Clone Saga from Spider-Man. People didn't really like it, and it just going, and was not all too popular I'm gonna, so um i don't remember what what was the it says by february 2008 everyone was sick of waiting for brawl foot arc fatigue yeah that wasn't i guess that's not so much for show me news as it is brawl in general uh, i'm gonna, I'm gonna, ju- I'm gonna jump around some of these because doing all of them would take a long time did I not it, do i got it open okay did not do the research it was pikmin pikmin pretty straightforward uh, there 
Yeah, I like Curb Stomp Battle. I have to mention that because the Buzzsaw was brought on the show to debate against Samurai Panda's conspiracy theory. As soon as Sanda finished his opening statement, Buzz conceded. Hmm. <laughs> the conspiracy theory, good times. Oh, there is another one that is pretty relevant that I actually I actually want to end. Oh, you have put on Missed a bus. Moment of awesome. We did, we have put on a bus, which is Samurai Missed Panda. This moment of awesome. Yeah, Samurai Panda put on a bus means they just kind of leave the show. Um, Miss Moment of Awesome is probably the relevant <sighs> one you're thinking of. Well, yeah. When you attended E3 and you missed out on meeting Reggie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, the one that like, is like a promoted guest in a way. I guess um, Ensemble Dark Horse is a, a good one, a good example. Several, but most notably, the Buzzsaw, who is. Buzz is the Ensemble Dark Horse who is originally going to be only on one episode, but due to his popularity, has been on more episodes than anyone else besides Yoko and Samurai Panda Addendum, and is now the new permanent co-host of Show Me Your News. Hot diggity doodah. Thanks, Maybe someone can Thanks, Skippy. Hooray. So I think that is <laughs> that is a good way to end this, end this part of the show. Um, Darkrai, thank you so much for being on. You've... You've had just a lot of contributions to the show, and you've been so dedicated, and I'm glad I could finally get you your moment in the sun. I love I, this show, and it's, it makes me so happy to be on. Like and you, I said, I you still did a good job. Episode. You did a good job as a guest. Don't worry about it. Like mm -hmm. And, of course, the buzzsaw. Buzz doesn't. Yeah, the buzzsaw, of course, it's, it's going to be awesome to, to be podcasting with you um, every two weeks. You bring so much to the show, and I, I think the fans are very, very happy with this choice, and we're going to be bringing big, big improvements to the podcast and everything. So here's the thing. If Samurai Panda ever like get, opens up and gets available again... It's not going to happen. He, he just if, won't. He's so busy. If. If. What if? Three-way, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Threesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you for all the people in the Stickham chat for the last minute announcement that this this episode was made, and for all the, all of you that showed up. That is that is really awesome. And so go check out showmenews.com and all the forums and everything that we have there, and even check out the president thread on the forums because is there a very Potter musical song we can sing to finish this? No. Maybe in the Easter egg. The Easter eggs are going to be special, too. Everything is special about this season. So, with that, I am Yoko. Uh, I am Darker Eye. I think the buzzsaw was caught off, but yes, you just got saw, and he is the buzzsaw. Anyway, let's pass it on over to this week's... It's your turn! This week's It's Your Turn comes from Toon Lucas, and he talks about, oh, that series called Animal Crossing. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey guys, Tim Lucas here, and this is my submission for the It's Your Turn segment on the Show Me Your News podcast. Today, if you can't tell by the music, I'll be talking about the Animal Crossing games and how they've changed throughout the years, and throw my two cents in about the upcoming 3DS Animal Crossing title. As of January 2010, the sales of the entire series is at 1,500,000 copies sold worldwide. The first game came out in Japan on the N64 on April 14, 2001. It was then released in North America and other regions on the GameCube. For North America, September 2002, 
October 2003 for Australia, then Europe in September 2004. The game was based around you, the character, moving in to a new town and starting a new life. Live it on your own. It's full of animals that can talk. As you buy a house, you'll be asked to pay off your debt to Tom Nook, the owner of the shop in the town. He makes you work, do various jobs, and get used to the game. You finish work and start, uh, start living life. Anyway, anytime. It has many real-world holidays, events, as well as a few made-up ones. The way you move around is a bit annoying at first. How? Well, it's a grid system, and it has to scroll every time you move to a different acre of the town. The days and seasons pass in real time, and you can make friends or enemies with your animal neighbors. This game introduced the Able Sister Shop, a post office, and town hall, which was a fountain back then. And it also introduced the use of the GBA connector, which you could travel to an uncharted island and have your own little private house of one animal neighbor. But that's pretty much for the GameCube game. In Wild World, for the Nintendo DS, released December 05th in North America and December 8th, 08 in Europe, allowed you to do the same thing as the GameCube game, with a few enhancements here and there. But something they did wrong about the game, or lots of things they did wrong with the game. They took out the holidays, which is a cool part of the game, and they took out most of the old animal neighbors, which I guess people can say was for the best, because there was already a lot to be anyways. The game introduced Wi-Fi play. This allowed you to invite three friends, <coughs> if you had them, to your town and share gifts and talk about nothing all day long. Many you have to share, but here's one thing I hate about this game. You have to share one house with anybody else that plays the game, as, for example, a sibling. But here's the problem. They can move around your furniture or completely take it and sell it for money for themselves, which is kind of messed up if you ask me. Now moving on to City Folk. Oh my gosh, City Folk. It did everything right. It brought back the old holidays and made brand new ones as well, with the addition of you being able to go to the city. You could do various things as shop at a place where you really can't afford anything, go have a laugh at the theater, and have your fortune told, shop in the black market, and get a me mask, which is a new addition to the game. As opposed to the old days where you had to spend a certain amount of bells or money in this world to get Tom Nook's, Tom Nook's shop upgraded to Nuggington's. Then and then thus being able to change the color of your hair and the style of it as well. With the whole new expansion of bugs and fossils and fish in this game you could find, which pretty much the whole game would, is about, the game never ends, and it ends when it want, you want it to. Onto the Wi-Fi part. For the weight, it's pretty good, which is an oxymoron if you tell me. With the new accessory, we speak, was ha it was handy if you don't have a keyboard to plug into the USB port of the Wii. Until you come across someone who's a jerk and totally yells at you for doing nothing wrong. And mess up at your town while he's at it. And laugh while he's doing it. Which is a personal experience, yes. Sad face. Which is another thing. Hackers can totally obliterate your town if you don't know what you're doing. Unless he or she is a core hacker, like me. That's another thing. The demographic of the series is kind of mixed. You see an equal amount of boys and girls playing it. 
and one last thing, unlike the Wi-Fi on Wild World, on Saturday nights at 8pm you can listen to Yoko, I mean KK Slider, perform a song of your choice with your friends. My overall rating of the series is about an 8.5 out of 10. It's fun at times, but it gets dull if you play it too long. You need friends to enhance your experiences. And moving on to my thoughts about the upcoming 3DS game. I can see a good amount of detail put into the game, but you need to do a little bit more Nintendo if you want me to really buy your game. Hopefully there's going to be more events and things to do in this game, like maybe they could add a few more bugs and fish and paintings here and there. I hope you enjoyed my It's Your Tune segment, and thanks to Yoko for choosing my submission. Hopefully I don't sound too young. Take, give me a break, this is my first time doing this. Anyways, I'll let you guys run off now. See you on the forums, guys. Easter egg. Buzz, I think... Do you remember the, the Japanda time stories? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, I'm losing signal or something because I can't get anything through. Or so. Um, yeah, I remember <laughs> Anyway, I've been on one bar of signal this entire time. Wow. I, I'm surprised then you didn't, you know, lose connection as much as you did. Anyway, the Japanda time stories are one of my favorite Easter eggs. And they're... Uh, there are a lot of people's favorite Easter eggs. For those that don't know, Samurai Panda in episode 26, when he did the Panda Cast Strikes Back and it did like a five-part episode, he told stories about his times in Japan. And I think for uh, for season six, at least I can I can tell random stories about what's about my life and its crazy occurrences. Well, there haven't been many crazy occurrences. But maybe the buzzsaw can jump in, you know, on a few episodes here and there. But we'll take Easter egg time to tell stories. And maybe we won't be as good at, you know, storytelling as, as Panda will be. But I am going to start this with telling a story about how I went to Chicago for a brawl tournament. And I, with a couple other friends, broke out of a parking structure without having to pay our ticket. Aha. I love the time. It's so it's it's almost like a Yoko time, but it's uh, Zero Ranma's name's the best. What is it? Yoko Oma Yoko Make time. What does that mean? Well okay. from the Japanese omake meaning extra. Aha. Yoko Make time. Okay. Yoko Make time it is. So I went out with Samurai Panda, these two twins that live in the the Metro Detroit area, and who else is in the car with us? A couple other people were in the car with us. And on the way out to this tournament in Chicago, it's called the Clash of Brokenness. And um, along the way in the car, we probably for an hour straight played I'll Make a Man Out of You. And we sang the song Man. at the top of our lungs. And <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon and all. So we get, we get there eventually to Chicago. It's about a 
four or five hour drive out from Detroit. And, you know, we stay the night at someone else's place. It's, you know, I hardly slept at all. I slept on a sofa. And during the, during this tournament, all I did was commentary. I did not join the tournament, but, you know, Tom, commentary was, was great. Um, basically, the point of this entire story was at the end of the tournament, it was about 1 a.m. And, you know, grand finals had just wrapped up. And I really wanted to get home. I was so, so tired. And so this guy, you know, it's, it's 1 a.m. in the morning, and he's like, um, yeah, I have to be back at work at 7 a.m. in Detroit. So let's leave now. And uh, this was Iris Kong who had to drive back. And uh, Lane also accompanied us in the car. And some of you may remember Lane and Panda yelling at Lane in, uh, I think it was episode 47. Going to cut his little D off. Yes, his <laughs> cutting his little D off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lane, Iris, Kong, and I, we decided to, you know, go back at 1 o'clock in the morning. So we get to a parking structure where Iris Kong's car is in Chicago. It's You don't ever want to be around Chicago at night at 1 in the morning in the alleyways. And it's it's a little scary, especially when Lane was, you know, searching around the back alleyways you you can get mugged and we're just like dude that's not smart just you know let's let's go find the car so we're trying to think like iris khan walks to this building it's like this is the parking structure where are we in and there's this big metal gate that's blocking off the entrance and we're like oh um well how are we going to get the car that's on the roof of this parking structure so we ask a police officer that happens to be by and we're like you know how how do we get in this parking structure here? He says, oh, you know, just go in this door to this mall. You, you know, go up some stairs. You take the elevator up, and it takes you to the roof of the parking structure. Like, oh, thank you so much. That, that makes things so much better. So we, we go to the roof of the parking structure. We find the car. We get in the car. It's like a, a blue sedan. I can't remember exactly what make or model the car is. And so we uh, we start to, you know, fire up the car, go down the all the, the winding ways, um, for, you know, to get out of the parking structure. So we start this process, and part of the way down, you know, the, the narrow alleyway, because you got one way you're leaving, and then the other way you're entering. On the way down, there's another big <coughs> metal gate that impeded our progress from leaving the roof of this parking structure. Kind of problematic, you. especially when on the other side... Bless you this path up the the ramp was totally open. Even when we were leaving, we saw a car enter totally from the street to go up this ramp, and they parked on the roof. So we're thinking, okay, why can't we leave this big metal structure, this gate that's blocking our path? So we're thinking, well, maybe let, let's try going down the entrance ramp, and then we can maybe get over the median and then out. Because, you know, then, like, the, the lever will, will pay and, and all that. So we do go through that process, hoping that nobody comes the other way, because that would be problematic. But it turns out that the median between the entrance and the exit ramps were too high. So the car could not get over the, you know, to get to the other side to work its way around the metal bridge. So we're like, okay, this is, this is again, problematic. So we go all the way down the entrance ramp. Fortunately, another car does not come our way, and we get to the lever. 
Now, we... <laughs> I'm trying to... We, we get out of the car and try to look at this lever and we're like, how can we get out? There, there doesn't seem to be a way that we can get our car out of this parking structure and Iris Kong needs to get back to Detroit from, you know, it's 1 a.m. at 7. Yeah, sorry, I, I kind of blew in the mic there. Whoops. Big deal. Um, so we lift the lever as far as it can possibly be and we try to get the sedan right under the lever so we're like physically trying to break out of this parking structure you know I, I swear to you it barely gets across the top part of the roof of the car and it peels some paint off and we barely get out of the parking structure through physical manpower releasing the, crane, the, the lever as far as it can go we realize later that there was a computer on the top where we can pay our ticket, but we didn't pay the ticket. We just broke nice. out of the we just broke out of the parking structure after parking there for an entire day in Chicago without paying. So I think that was one of my more rebel moments. But I think I had mentioned it on the podcast before. But it was you the, mentioned it, but you never went into detail. Yeah. So. So Iris Kong, Lane, and I, we, we broke out of a parking structure by manually lifting the entrance lever going the other way and not paying the parking ticket. You seem very content talking about your illegal actions on a podcast where we all know your full name and the town you live in. Eh. The best part of the story was Lane took shotgun. He passed <laughs> out and was asleep for several hours, so I had to keep... Iris Kong awake in the back seat. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I like what Super says in the chat. He's like, and you give, and he gives me crap for the glasses. The glasses. The 3D glasses. You gave him crap for stealing the 3D glasses oh. by accident. Yeah, yeah, well, those are 3D glasses, man. They're technology. I've got a oh, you do. All right. Oh, well, we'll see ya. All right. Thank you so much for. Bye, Buzz. For freeing fun. up your time. Peace. Um, but yeah, we got back at 6.30 in the morning, and I promptly fell asleep. So that is mm -hmm. the first Yoko Make story. Yoko Make time. Yoko Make time. Yeah. And... Crazy travel stuff like that sucks. Yes. There will be yeah. stories in the future of... How Sordi and I almost killed ourselves in Germany. Can't wait for that one. There will be stories about my first night in Los Angeles for E3. I know some of you know about that story. Some. Um, but yeah, there, I don't know if Buzz will be willing to tell stories, but Yoko Make time. Hooray. I've made, I, and I've made a, quite an accomplishment. I've made it a full hour without dropping from the call. Woo!